The following is a joint production of Burgundy Blog and Sports Channel 8. Welcome back, Burgundy Nation. This is Season 4, Episode 2 of Burgundy Blogcast, Fiercely Rational Redskins Commentary. I am your dude, Brent. Tonight is just me, and you'll be happy to know I think I fixed my microphone. It is Sunday night, February 25th, and I'm about to tell you a few free agents that I like at every position for the Redskins. All right. Uh, I don't think we need to spend any time on free agent quarterbacks, so let's go right into running backs. I definitely do think the Redskins need a major upgrade somewhere at the running back position, and this is coming from a guy who really liked Samaje Piran coming out of the draft and was pretty stoked when they drafted him, and I'm, I'm not entirely sure that um, you know it's, it's time to write him off just yet, but I think we saw enough in his rookie year to have... Some pretty serious doubts as to whether or not he can be a legitimate RB1. I think he's a nice piece, and maybe he'll he'll turn out to be something better. Um, but I think that they need to do something there. And my hope, actually, is that they do something in the draft. I'm thinking maybe with that second-round pick, or if they somehow do some trading and end up with a third-round pick, I'd like to see them take a back in the first couple of days who you know really would have a chance of being a stud. But if they do decide to dip their toe into free agency at the running back position, I think this class basically has exactly two dudes who are anything better than jag j-a-g just a guy two dudes who aren't just jags one of them is Le'Veon bell who's going to cost just an insane amount of money and i still would be extremely surprised if he somehow manages to get out of pittsburgh but after him it's Deion lewis from the patriots he's just really good he's extremely elusive he, he breaks a ton of tackles um he had a big injury two years ago, but he came all the way back from that, and he was really good for the Patriots again this year. Uh, yes, he's kind of similar to Chris Thompson in in that smallish sort of um, scat back or air back type of mold. However, this guy can run pretty well between the tackles, and I think it would be very dynamic and sort of scary to opposing defensive coordinators to be able to pair Deion Lewis with Chris Thompson and then add Samaje P. Ryan in there as the meat and muscle. Um, that would be a nice backfield. So I think at 27, Deion Lewis will make some good money. I don't know how badly um, New England might want him back, but if they're going to go after anybody, uh, I think he's the only one who's you know clearly better than Samaje P. Ryan. I mean, Carlos Hyde is there, Jarek McKinnon, I guess Crowell, those other guys. I think they're too close to what they're going to get or what they should be able to expect out of a second year of Samaje P. Ryan that it's really not worth paying them any kind of free agent premium. One interesting note, otherwise, on the running back class is that Alfred Morris, at 29 years young, is a free agent again. <laughs> and wouldn't it be interested if they thought about giving him a call? 
Loved him when he was here. Absolutely love Alf Morris, one of my favorite all-time Redskins, and probably my favorite recent Redskin. Um, I'm not so sure that's in the cards, but interesting to think about. Okay, wide receivers. This is a frequent and hot topic of conversation right now because the Redskins definitely need somebody here. I think Doxon absolutely has a chance to be a very high-impact player this year. With Alex Smith coming to town, um, we all know and love um, Crowder, and they are two very, very different types of receivers, which is good. But with Terrell Pryor having been a huge bust and almost certainly gone, and then with Ryan Grant being very limited, assuming he comes back, and by the way, he hasn't signed yet, so although we all kind of assumed that was a foregone conclusion, uh, maybe it's not. I, I did, as an aside, kind of start wondering recently if maybe Ryan Grant, who had some unexpected production this year, might have started thinking that maybe he could get himself a decent deal on the market. So um, I'm not so sure he's just going to be waiting by the phone, anxious to sign any and whatever deal the Redskins put in front of his face. But um, I assume Gruden wants him back, and I think he probably will be. But you need a guy, um, you basically need a perimeter receiver to start alongside Doxon. I was never that big a fan of Jarvis Landry, who caught a million balls, but for only a whopping 8.8 yards per reception last year, so it didn't really break my heart when he got franchise tagged. I absolutely do not want the Redskins to consider trading something for him. Um, of the big names out there, um, if, if I was going to give a big contract to one of these marquee free agent receivers, I really, really like Sammy Watkins. And um, I don't think that Sean McVay um, and the Rams are going to let him out of there. So a lot of people look at, at what he did in 2017 and say, well, he really, you know, even in a super high powered, high scoring offense there in L.A., didn't really have huge production. So what's the deal? I, I actually think that, you know, I've heard a lot of Rams fans and, and Rams um, kind of media people say that he was an absolutely critical cog in that offense that he opened everything up that he functioned in every possible way as wide receiver one all year he can take the lid off the defense he can really run every single route in the tree he was healthy all year available every game barely touched the injury report he's still 24 i mean the guy has just unlimited potential i, I realized that in his career he's he's now already been on two teams again i don't think he's going to be getting away from la but if he did i mean I, I know that there are reasons here for some skepticism he's had some injuries in the past prior to this year um he didn't have a ton of production really anywhere he's been but i think uh that that rams offense spreads the ball around a ton and i don't think it's an indictment of him that he didn't put up more yards than he did uh, he's an awesome player, and I'd feel comfortable giving Sammy Watkins a lot of money. I think ha having been healthy last year, it seems like there's a chance, a good chance that he's passed his, um, that, he, that he's sort of worn out his fragile label, um, and I just think he's a boss. So he, he, would, he would walk in here from day one and be wide receiver one for sure, and all of a sudden Doxon would start looking like an awesome wide receiver two. Being that that's only slightly realistic, um, because I'm not sure he's going anywhere, and even if he does leave the Rams, um, he will be outrageously expensive. I think I've kind of zeroed in on Albert Wilson as a um, combination of fit and realistic possibility. Um, he's 25. Uh, you know, obviously the the main dots that I'm connecting here are that that he was a receiver for the Chiefs and for Alex Smith um, prior to. Uh, this free agency period and for his whole career so far. He was sort of like technically the third receiver in Kansas City after Tyreek Hill, uh, obviously an explosive big play guy. Um, and then the second guy was Conley, but uh, Wilson really outproduced Conley as a pass catcher in fewer snaps. Wilson's a guy that went to a small school but absolutely dominated there. Came into the NFL as a mid-round pick, but has taken advantage of his opportunities. I really like his game. 
He's small, but I don't think the Redskins need to focus on height. Their other top pass catchers are going to be Doxon, Reed, and Vernon Davis, who are all tall. They've got the second-year guy, Robert Davis, who I think is going to make the roster this year. He's tall. Sprinkles like 6'6 or 6'7 if they want to get him involved in the red zone. I just don't think the Redskins need to perseverate on getting a tall receiver in free agency. I think they just need a good receiver. And Wilson, like I said, blazing fast, tough as nails. He can go deep. He can kill it on those receiver screens that Gruden loves. Maybe there's some redundancy with Crowder's skill set, but I just think he's a good player, and I don't think he'll be expensive at all. Uh, And I think Alex Smith likes and trusts him from having been thrown to him for the last few years. So I think he's a very realistic and possible uh, free agent target for the Redskins. And then I think if, you know, if it's not Albert Wilson, I think there's a high chance that it's not going to be a Watkins or an Allison, uh, Allen Robinson, but more likely one of these second or even third tier guys who is at least fast and can stretch the field. And that might include Kendall Wright, who's 28. John Brown is 27. Probably the fancier version of all of those guys would be Paul Richardson from Seattle, who's only 25. And he is blazing fast and can make the terrific circus catch. But something tells me Paul Richardson's going to get a monster contract, and I'm not sure the Redskins are going to be interested in that. Let's move on quickly to tight ends. I don't really know that they're going to focus on the tight end position in free agency. I mean, they got a couple good ones already, but let's face it, Jordan Reed is super fragile, and Vernon Davis is now quite old. Um, A guy I like as a pass-catching tight end in free agency is Trey Burton from the Eagles, who's 26. He's certainly not as good, but he's sort of in the mold of a Jordan Reed type who has been kind of buried behind Ertz in Philly. He's athletic and a good route runner, and I think would be a nice addition. If they decide that they're not sold on Sprinkle and they really want more of a blocking-type tight end, uh, Virgil Green, most recently of the Broncos, is 29. He is not a dynamic pass-catching threat, but he can block his ass off, and that might be a really helpful addition for the uh, Redskins' much-maligned running game. On the offensive line... I don't think that they're going to be much uh, interested in adding any type of impact offensive tackle. And then as for guards and centers, uh, we all know that they need a left guard. And Andrew Norwell is apparently going to be out there. He's 26. He's a total badass coming from the Panthers. He's an elite guard and is going to make an insane amount of money. I'd love to have him on my team, but I highly doubt they're going to invest that much. Uh, Kind of a second or third level guy who is... uh, going to be way, way more affordable, but I think it's pretty good. Is 26-year-old Zach Fulton, who was Alex Smith's teammate in Kansas City. He can play both guard positions and center. Uh, that would be an interesting addition if they want to go that route. I'm not at all sure that he's clearly better than Spencer Long, who they may just decide to keep, and I think that would be a fine plan. I'm not really sure whether they see Long as a guard or what. Uh, it's interesting that they, um, you know, that nobody really knows what they're going to do with him. But if they decide to re-sign Long and plug him in at left guard, I'd be cool with that too. Flipping over to the defensive side of the ball. Let's talk about outside linebackers or edge-type defenders. Interestingly here, if you look at some of the lists of the top available free agents position by position, two of the top guys, including you know maybe two of the top eight or ten available uh, outside linebacker free agents, are Trent Murphy and Junior Gallette. Trent Murphy's 27, coming off a bad season-ending injury. Junior Gallette, of course, is 30, was healthy last year, but had terrible season-ending Achilles injuries both of the previous two years. 
I think Gallette is clearly, even at 30, the better pass rusher of the two. But Trent Murphy, of course, had a really good year before getting suspended for PEDs and then uh, tearing his ACL last preseason. If he can get all the way healthy, and then if his pass rush is even 90% of what it was in 2016 when he had eight sacks, he might be the better overall player um, because he's far better against the run. And he is younger, and he was drafted by the Redskins, and I just think they like him better. I think he's more likely to stick around. And and I think that that would be a decent plan on a a cheap one-year deal. He'd be a nice guy to have. And again, if, if he returns to full health, uh, his career was definitely headed in the right direction before that injury. We all kind of got down on Trent Murphy as a rookie because he just seemed sort of mechanical and like more of a motor engine type player than than like one of these dynamic um, speed rushers off the edge. But the guy, of course, was incredibly productive in college and definitely seemed to be starting to put it together before his bad injury last year. So I'm I'm not a skeptic on Trent Murphy anymore. I think he could be a good player. Again, other than Murphy or possibly Gallette, I'm not really sure how active the Redskins will be in free agency and looking for an edge rusher, being that, of course, they've got Kerrigan and Preston Smith, who they love. They've got Ryan Anderson, who they drafted in the second round last year, and he basically did nothing, but you have to give him a chance to see what he can do at this point. Another name on this free agent edge defender list that's way down there, and this will probably be the most obscure one I mentioned tonight, but he kind of has my interest, is 25-year-old Jerry or Jeremiah Atauchu of the Chargers. He was a second-round pick in 2014. I loved this cat coming out of Georgia Tech. A little bit undersized, 6'3", 250-ish. But I thought he was a menace in college, and I was kind of hoping the Redskins would draft him. He has done very little for San Diego in his four years, um, but that's mainly because he had two um, significant injuries in 2016 and 2017. So his career really got off track. But when he was pretty healthy and played 15 games in 2015, he had six sacks. And again, I just loved him as a prospect. He's still a a young um, player to be getting his second contract. And I think somebody will be taking a cool flyer on him. All right, let's go on next to defensive linemen. Everybody knows the Redskins have been sorry along the defensive line for a long time until last year they really started to make some some nice strides for the first time in forever after they drafted John Allen, who seemed to be every bit of what we hoped for in his five or whatever games before his season-ending list franc injury. Love that they have him and absolutely love that Matt Ioannidis um, took major steps towards becoming a legitimate starter last year uh, alongside Allen. Prior to his hand injury in the middle of last season, he was an absolute boss. And so to have those two guys next to each other now, both very young, drafted here, high impact potential in the nickel, love that idea. And and I'm not sure that they're like desperate to do something here, but I really do still think they need to do something, be it in the draft or in free agency or even both, to get this unit much more respectable against the run. That is an issue that they did not fix. They were just terrible against the run again last year. Better before Allen went down, granted, but they need somebody else to rotate in there. Or to start at nose tackle and really just take over games to uh, clog lanes and stop the run. So Sheldon Richardson is probably the top defensive lineman on the free agent market. He's really good. I'm not really sure what he's like in the locker room. There's kind of mixed reports about whether he's a malcontent or whatever, but really good player with the Jets and with Seattle. I mean, he'll be crazy expensive. I think he'd be good to have, but I I, I don't think that they're going to pay up for him. After him, the next class of guys, any of which I think would be 
Um, pretty useful for the Redskins right now would be Dontari Poe, who's 27, Benny Logan, who's 28, or Star Lotulale, who's 28. I think of those three, Poe probably adds the most pass rush in addition to being a nice, huge, wide-body run stopper. Um, but I really think any of the three could be useful and and you know possibly pretty affordable. I mean, Poe and Logan both took one-year deals last year and had good years in 2017, but nothing that's going to get them just, you know, put them in a position to absolutely break the bank. So Poe, Logan, and Lotulale, I think any of those three would be a nice move. And I think at this point they do have to definitely know, even if they don't want to sign a traditional nose, which they have been loath to do with the exception of Terrence Knighton forever, ever since they went to the 3-4. They know that they need a big fat dude there to stop the run at this point because they just, they, I mean, mustn't they? they? They've got to know that they're just getting, you know, people. everyone is running it down their throats. So if the Redskins do anything on the first couple of days of free agency, which is not a foregone conclusion, I, I think that it's possible that one of those guys could could definitely be a target. Um, inside linebacker is another interesting one for the Redskins. Uh, they re-signed Mason Foster to um, a nice palatable deal, and I think he's a good player. He's sort of a borderline starter, or actually maybe that's unfair. He He's had stretches in the last couple of years where he was a really good starter. I think he's been underrated through his career. He's a tackling machine. I think it was a great signing for not too much. I suspect they'll probably pencil him as a starter. I mean, he'd be an outstanding like first backup. But looking around the rest of the roster right now, he looks like a starter. And then, of course, the guy who was a first-year Redskin last year, who everybody loved because he was just a tackling monster, was Zach Brown. Flashing that speed sideline to sideline. He's 28. Um, we all want them to pay this man. And I've I've dedicated an entire podcast to it already, and I hope they do, but they haven't yet. So it's you know we can't take that for granted. He's clearly interested in getting paid. Uh, <laughs> I think that's his number one priority, and I don't blame him because this this will be the the first major contract of his career. So good for him, and I hope they sign him and pair him with Foster, and they would be, in my opinion, pretty much set there. He's got some deficiencies in coverage, but I think you you know if you if you can sign him. For six million a year, you you do that all day long, and um, and and you're in good shape. But for purposes of discussion, if they can't get that done, I think um, you know Compton's an option. I don't think he's a good one. I think he's a low level starter, fringe starter at best. Another interesting guy in that free agent class is Preston Brown, um, who like Zach Brown is a former Bill. Um, he's a guy drafted, I think maybe in the third round. He's had a good couple of years, uh, a good few years in, in Buffalo. He's only 25 and he just makes a ton of tackles. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing them Redskins go after Preston Brown and another really interesting name there. Who I think probably most people will have written off, but, um, I'm not entirely sure that's fair is Navarro Bowman. Um, you know, he was one of the best linebackers in the game for a couple of years until he suffered a devastating knee injury. He of course was with San Fran at the time. And then last year he was a Raider. He had a pretty damn good year as a Raider last year, even though he's approaching 30 and after having had that bad knee injury, especially against the run. He can still get it done, and uh, Bowman is from the DMV. Um, I think he'll probably be back in, in Oakland, but if they can't get Zach Brown done, that would be an interesting thought on a one- or two-year deal for the Redskins. I mean, I, I think you could probably do worse. I mean, it's I don't think that would be a franchise-altering move, but um, I wouldn't hate it, so... Um, looking at corners, this is interesting. Um, you know, they, they traded, uh, Kendall Fuller, obviously, who was an awesome slot corner and has a super bright future and everyone hated that, uh, myself included. Um, they've still got Josh Norman, 
They signed Dunbar, who I like a lot, but you know it's hard to know exactly what you've got in him still. Then you've got the second-year guy, Moreau, who they obviously believe in or they wouldn't have done the Fuller thing. And you've got Josh Holsey, and I think they might like Josh Holsey as an up-and-coming slot corner. So that factors in. But I don't really know if they think they're set here. I mean, I think they liked their depth, and that's why they felt comfortable including Fuller in the trade for Alex Smith. But I think they're going to look to bolster this group, whether it be in the draft. And, and by the way, I, wouldn't rot, I would not at all write off them taking a, a corner high, um, even in the first round. They could absolutely look at a Minka Fitzpatrick or a Josh Jackson from Iowa in the first round of the draft. I'm, uh, I'm making all of these um, assumptions and predictions, by the way, under the assumption that uh, Bashad Breeland is indeed gone. I liked him as a player, um, but it, it's, it seems like they made up their mind to move on from him before even uh, Kendall Fuller was, was uh, moved. If it turns out he's not able to get quite as much as we all expected and they're able to afford him, um, I wouldn't mind bringing back Breland. I mean, he's he's a talented, good player. And I think if they gave him a bunch of money and showed a commitment to him, um, you might see some of his confidence issues and inconsistencies fade a little bit. Um, So it's, it's, it's a possibility. I just don't really see it happening. One of the top name dudes that, that I like is Aaron Colvin from Jacksonville. He's 26. He was like a third or fourth round pick out of Oklahoma, I think. And this guy's calling card is the slot. Now in Jacksonville, after Jalen Ramsey and AJ Bouye, who were both like completely shut down this year, um, Colvin kind of got forgotten, but he was awesome in the slot. I mean, he was pretty much as good as Kendall Fuller was. Of course, it's probably a little bit easier to look like that on such a badass defense. But Colvin's an interesting player. And if they specifically think that, hey, we're not sure Moreau is really built to play inside and we want him to sort of battle with Dunbar as a as more of a perimeter corner and we need another guy that we can really trust to uh, play the slot, Colvin is a really interesting name. And I do think he'll get a big deal. Vontae Davis is out there. He's 29. Uh, he's doing a free agency tour right now. And I don't think the Redskins seem to be part of his itinerary, but uh, bear in mind that he's Vernon Davis's brother, <laughs> and they are from the D.C. area, um, I think from D.C., and he's been a really good player in his career. He's getting a little bit older and, and has been injured a lot and inconsistent the last couple of years, but Vontae Davis, uh, I think, is an interesting name just because of the family connection. Another guy I like who nobody's really heard of is this 27-year-old guy out of Oakland, T.J. Carey. Um, he played mostly slot and he's a really good player. He was probably Oakland's best corner last year. So that's another name to consider if, um, if they want a guy specifically to play inside TJ Carey, former Raider. The last position then is safety. I think the Redskins feel okay here. You've got Swearinger, who is the leader of the defense. He can kind of play both spots and he was supposed to be more of a free safety last year, but I think he's really better closer to the box. You've got last year's breakout rookie Monte Nicholson, who everyone thought was a terrible fourth-round draft pick, but um, in between injuries last year looked pretty great. So hopefully he, if, if he can stay healthy, he's a future starter. After that, it's basically DeShazer Everett, who's a standout special teamer, but not really a reliable defender yet. You've got the Sua Cravens thing floating around out there. I don't particularly expect to see him as a Redskin again, but who knows. So I guess actually, given good health, you kind of like your front line there. But as I hear myself read off those names, I mean, they can't feel too confident that everything's all good. They're one injury away from being pretty desperate at safety last year. 
or rather this year. And, and, and I mean, last year it clearly came into play. I mean, uh, D'Angelo Hall was getting snaps, and that never should have had to happen. A couple of safeties out there I like are Trey Boston. Um, he's played four years, first three with Carolina, and last year with the Chargers. He's still only 25. He was a mid-rounder out of North Carolina. I thought he was pretty good in college. And then um, he had a really good year last year, and I think he can play both spots. Um, so he's a guy that could parlay last year's one-year deal into a multi-year contract. Uh, that's Trey Boston. And then another mid-tier guy I like a lot, who's had kind of a weird career and bounced around, um, but I liked him a lot in college at Florida State, Terrence Brooks, who's 25. He played two years with the Ravens, one um, with the Eagles, and then last year with the Jets. I mean, he's not a world beater, but um, I think he's a good player. He's very athletic. And he'd also add a lot on special teams. So that'll do it. Uh, that went longer than I expected, but there you go. That's a couple, three names at pretty much every spot where the Redskins might seriously be looking for somebody or at least looking for a starter. And we've got about three weeks-ish to go before free agency starts. Now, some new names will no doubt come available in that time as veterans get cut approaching the start of the new league year. For example, earlier today, um, I heard a rumor that the Texans might be looking to move on from Lamar Miller. And I retweeted that because it caught my attention. That got kind of mixed reactions from my followers on Twitter. I think he's a really good player. I mean, he's he's still very fast. He's only 26. He's been, of course, with the Dolphins and then with the Texans the last couple of years. Texans gave him a huge deal, and money would certainly be part of the reason they'd be cutting him. I would not give him a huge deal, and I would not plan on making him some kind of bell cow, but I think Lamar Miller plus Pirine plus Chris Thompson is a much better-looking stable of backs than you've had there with uh, Fat Rob. So anyway, I mean, I'm not head over heels for him, but he's an example of a guy who might get cut, and many others will get cut and potentially become key targets for the Redskins. So stay tuned. That's what I got for now. Peace. Peace.